This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And Dal Roots is here. He is, yet again. Fantastic. All right. So uh, we just jumped into some news, uh, some uh, housekeeping issues, a little bit of Magic Round chat, and some storylines we'd like to see from the 2021 season. But uh, now now we'll bring you guys in for, bring you guys, the listeners, not, not you two, you've already been in. Uh, we'll bring you guys uh-huh. in for what is most people's favorite part of the show. The, the question that we haven't done in a little while, obviously with NFL stuff going on and not much rugby league to talk about over the Christmas period. But um, yeah, so we, we will delving into some questions as well as some storylines for 2021 that you guys would like to see this year. So without any further ado, let us get into the questions. Are you serious? We're going to have any questions. Okay, over on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. If you haven't heard it enough by now, you're going to keep hearing it, so get over there. Uh, first question comes from Andy Valente. He says, who beats the bloody storm and do you think, guys, do you guys think Captain Bumchin plays on at the storm? I wish I hated or loved anything as much as Andy hates Cameron Smith. Yeah, it's a, it's a passionate one. I'm a, I'm a man full of hate, but even I can't maintain that rage. Uh, and no, he's not going back to the storm. Like, that's just not happening. They've, they've already got Harry Grant. And I, I don't think they're the team to beat without him. I know Harry Grant's awesome, but uh, mm. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree there. So I, I don't think you have to worry about, but they're not, they're not, Um, he's not going back there. Uh, Frankie says stuff he'd like to happen this year. Uh, Dragons get the spoon and he'll get some Eddie Maguire consequences for his actions. Jesus. Don't hate it. <laughs> don't hate it. <laughs> Consequences for what actions? Just, just, <laughs> Twitter likes. Twitter mm. likes. <laughs> um, and his next one, Magic Weekend, he says, which is a good one. He said, headgear prevents COVID, don't at me. Oh, look, we can't prove that it doesn't. Yeah. So there you go. Let, let him speak. That's it. And he said, PVL and Channel 9 both get COVID. What do you mean? How does a whole t- television network get COVID? He got some angry patrons. <laughs> and can't be associated with NRL because of it. Yeah, God, what's going on? Maybe we should ban Patreon questions as well. <laughs> uh, no, we will not be doing that. Uh, okay. Chris says, Christopher says, uh, Joseph Suwali to fullback so Desco can come off the bench as a dynamic Craig Wynn. Okay, I'm back it. in. <laughs> We're back. Um, I'd love to see that. <laughs> it would just be so fucking funny. It would never happen, but uh, yeah, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, old Suwali. Uh, he's obviously going to play at some point this year. They're going to bend that rule for him. But that guy, he has got a hype wagon to live up to. I Is can't he, remember. Like, it. Dead set. He, like, it's potentially the biggest hype train since Sonny Bill, right? Mm. Yeah, like, but Sonny Bill was like playing already as well. Like, fine. The, it's the best, biggest hype train since Carl Fuliga then. Yeah, that might be actually it. Because, like, yeah, he hasn't even played a game yet. And he, you know, I know, I don't think it's going to really impact him. He didn't play last year either because of the obviously lack of games for lower tiers. But yeah, that guy has got some potential to, sorry, some hype to live up to. I feel sorry for him. Then again, no, I don't. What am I saying? I don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> Who am I lying to? Uh, Liam says, considering recent decisions, are the Warriors or the Dragons in worse shape? Are there other contenders for the spoon? I, I'd be. 
I'd be pretty reasonably surprised if the Warriors didn't get it. Yeah, me too. <sighs> Warriors or Dragons are clear contenders. I agree with that. Who I, else I think... could really flame out? I think, look, I know I rate Dez. I don't think Manly are that far off from being able to flame out and end up down there. Yeah. I think for me, <clears throat> for me, obviously, the the uh, the done it again brownie stuff is <sighs> is right up there in my estimation. But the the bigger thing for me is just that the potential that they may not be traveling again. You 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 don't see your boys being in the in the dog fight again, Mitchell? No, I don't. It's just um, it's one of those things, and I think people have you know written off a lot of the talent of Broncos players, and I know it happens when the teams get the spoons, but. They, usually when it happens in the situation happened like this, you know, the team just goes off the coach. No one starts turning up or similar. The team bounces back the next year pretty easily. Mm. Like that's not a spoon roster and it wasn't a spoon roster last year. I don't think there'll be any danger of the spoon. Just that's what happened last year, but I just don't think they will. It's, it's you know, they say that the hardest thing to do is to, to win a comp back to back, but I mean, it's right up there with winning the spoon back to back. Well, that's just that night. You have to try different. to be. You have to try to be that bad. The Knights seem had all the same symptoms of, of what the, the Broncos did, or other teams that have that one year spoon and go back up. But they kept the same coach. Yeah, like they had all the same symptoms. They just kept him there for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I I'm not going to bet money on it, obviously, but um, yeah, it's got to be the Warriors, doesn't it? Yeah. Like the hook for all these faults. I mean, his teams have never been that shit house. Like they've been boring and they've been capable of collapsing in games at you know the 60 minute mark and all that but he's never really had a season where his his teams have been like that atrociously bad has he but he's also generally had more talent on his roster than he's That's deserved true. <laughs> mm. so we'll see it's not an extremely talented roster the dragons won this year um and i just don't think it's the best start and i guess is that what i'm looking at now do bellin still isn't playing if McCulloch's here before in round one, I'm looking at McCulloch nine, McInnes thirteen. Jesus, yeah. it's already sudden. Doesn't sound that crash hot. It sounds like a reserve great time. Yeah, like that. Just yeah, I don't love that. And then Lomax had a great year last year, but there's not many other players that get me warm in no. that side. Me neither, to be really honest. Yeah. And Liam says, is anyone outside the usual really capable of challenging for the premiership? No, no. <laughs> um, I think there will. I think within the first within the first four weeks, I think we'll see the Smokies emerge. Um, but I think the the four from last year are probably the the four to chase down at this point. I, yeah. Look, I mean, I mean, we'll get to it in the previews, but in the fair digging department, it, it, Souths are kidding themselves if they don't go close this year. They yeah. are. They're abso- they are absolutely kidding themselves. Like the the the, the Roosters don't have a halfback. The Storm have lost the best player to ever play football. And then, you know, the, the Raiders and, and Penrith are pretty good. But, you know, Penrith mm. have lost quite a few players. And and who knows about Canberra? Um, yeah. I mean, the door is wide open for South this year. Um, and if it's not them, it will probably be one of those other four teams I just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. It's, every year there's always a team or two that, that shoot up that, that surprise you. Usually Cronulla. But, but it don't usually sh- – <laughs> that's not a surprising one, mate. <laughs> there's a team that shoots up every year. <laughs> um, but – I just um, that doesn't mean they're going to be a contender. I, will, I was thinking as you were and, saying that about for that team last year, though. Let's be real. I reckon which up. I reckon whichever team Shane Flanagan takes over will probably shoot up. <laughs> I mean, we did, did this say that's that? Good. Like, that's good. So, that's so good. So twenty nineteen, the Raiders came from tenth 
to finish third and make that grand final, obviously. Mm. Uh, last year, what Penrith came from ninth to finish first and make the grand final. So, yeah, it is it is possible. Even for that, not so much. But, you know, maybe, you know, the t- Titans came ninth. I don't know. They got for feeder. I don't think they're going to be the ones that are going to shoot up that high. But I, well, when you were when you were kind of going cataloging your your murderers row, um, I was thinking, you know what, Parramatta have been pretty good for a little bit, and then I realised how dumb their signings were, and that thought flitted out of my brain very quickly. Parramatta so just, just have fourth or fifth written over them yeah, forever. This a, a a somehow disappointing fifth. Yeah. Uh, get a get a home elimination final win and then get dunked on in the second week of the finals. <laughs> Take that to the bank. There you go. Um, next question. We have Liam again. He says, Carmichael Hunt to Broncos nine might be interesting. Sure. It'd be very interesting playing, playing hooker there. Why don't we, you know, why don't we start investing in that? Have a look at it. Buy low, sell high. That's what I've learned from the cryptocurrency. Again. Yeah. You got to take it to the moon, Matt. You do. Moon. Come on, to the moon. Uh, next question. Rowan Edwards says, what's your favorite balloon moment? And are there any new ones to keep an eye out for, eye out for this season? Okay. So for any new listeners, uh, we come up with a joke that like, if a certain thing happens in a game, balloons will appear from nowhere and announce that that team has, has won the game automatically. Game's over. Yep. Sheer embarrassment yep. on the part of the other team. Um, now, Dale, of course, uh, the Dragons balloon moment came last year when they let Aaron Wood score a try, for example. That was not great. No. Yes. But uh, that's a that's a balloon moment, for mm. example. Um. So I get to answer his question of uh any new ones to keep an eye out for. I mean, it's the the limit does not exist. Like anything can be a balloon moment. But I guess um. I don't know off the top of my head. Like if you let Josh King score a try, that's a balloon moment. If Bryce Cartwright makes a tackle in his own defensive five meters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things. Like, it's kind of like balloon you know moments. You know, game's it. over. You just know when you see it. Mm. Like, what's some other? What's some other great ones? In the, the past? Well, my favorite slash least favorite of all time is the semi Randrandra make a wish try against Sam. Yeah, so that is the gold standard for That's balloon it. moments. That's it. Streamers should have come down from the sky. Every game should have stopped. As he was running. I mean, <laughs> it was the last. I think it was the last play of the game anyway. So they actually should have just dropped some balloons on the field and told everyone to fuck off. But um, well, I mean, and it was the, the one that I was thinking of was, was the last play of the game because obviously it was golden mm-hmm. point, but that Raiders try and golden Jack point White against the Knights. Intercepts. Yeah. 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 The Jack uh, White balloon from last year was um, Corey Allen and Alex Johnson taking the piss against the Roosters. Yeah. Yep, the, that's good. With that try. That's the Roosters should have just walked off the field. Um, <laughs> they should add a respect for themselves. They should have yes. walked off. Brought the game into distribute. <laughs> Very good. A negative one, when Billy Slater scored that try when he told the referee he dropped it against Brisbane, it's like, oh, this game's over. Like, he's like, I told the referee he dropped done. it. They wore it. Done. And when they when try go on the screen, the screen should have exploded. And I mean, like, yeah, game's over. Like the Optus <laughs> Vision logo. Yeah, no one's, no one's going The sides fall off it. Some they small child is killed underneath the weight of the the big screen. It's wherever it was. Yeah, but essentially, it's like a random moment that happens in a game. You're like, let's go home. You're like, that's it. <laughs> game's over. Okay, next question. Mel. It might be first question from Mel on uh on there. Maybe maybe I'm being wrong. Thank you for your support, Mel. How much of an influencer does player marketability have on contract money value at the moment? And it also do you see this changing in the future of players with a large social media 
following and fan engagement having greater earning potential contract wise or will this always be more related to third party deals it's interesting right in other sports i think it's huge mm. but like obviously when obviously you know Dale, we had like manchester united signing chinese players or south korean players just purely for the jersey sales and that yeah. that sort of thing like that's not a thing in rugby league really because obviously a there is no jerseys with names and numbers on the back and b yeah there's not really a whole lot that you can gain from getting a popular player on your team just because there isn't really the merch scene that there is in, in american sports or, or in football you can't um, sell their jersey which no is yeah, exactly uh, and, and like man united have an official cup noodle provider <laughs> there you go but um yeah i think i think that is definitely more related to third party deals than to actual sort of uh helping a club make make more marketing money if you, yeah. if you get me um yeah i don't think it really helps that it does help some players get paid a little more yeah but it's it's not the same as you said in other sports it might be that you said player from China gets signed because it'll sell a bazillion jerseys. It's a salary cap league. Teams can't really waste that spot here. Yeah. <laughs> they can't waste it. And also there's not like, there's lots of good players on social media that no one gives a shit about in terms of their playing talent. Yeah. And those guys who've kind of figured out the internet side of things have pretty much gone off and all done like their own things, independent of their clubs and, and made a, yeah. Like made Chad Townsend's got like 27 podcasts now or something. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, and the, and the, the dudes who do the, the locker room and stuff like all that stuff. So, yeah, I, it doesn't really help the club in any way, I don't think. I think if they start getting more down that route of personalized merchandise, it might have a bit it more would, influence. Yes, but the only way it has an influence is that the guys who are the biggest names get the best deals. But that just doesn't need, you know, that doesn't, I don't know if that has anything to do with marketability, really. Yeah, I mean, I mean we said this a million times, but like there, are, there would have been plenty of kids who might not be Cowboys fans, but would have bought a $30 t-shirt jersey if it said Thurston 7 on the back. Mm-hmm. Plenty, and that's the same with every club with with like players like Caelan Ponga or Damian Cook or things like that. So oh, now he's got his brewery, so you could get a, a goosey ale or whatever. Oh, good sells. I, I do think it plays a part into recruitment decisions, but I don't think a team's giving a player an extra hundred k because of it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, for for the Broncos, right? Like, say their next big signing for next year, you know, say there were two names out of a hat: Nathan Cleary or Cam Munster. You know, who would the Broncos rather sign? Months are probably on talent anyway, but also there's that boost of, oh, it's a Queensland boy returning home. Mm. You know, we'll put him on the posters or whatever, but it's not going to be a massive, you know, he's an extra 100K, you come from Brisbane. I assume Nathan Cleary's got more TikTok followers though. Uh, true. So that's got to play a part. I've seen some of them TikTok houses on YouTube now, so maybe <laughs> maybe we'll play a part. Those are ridiculous. Harvey <laughs> uh, G says, Kalen Ponga, Dally M, despite missing a quarter of the season. Lock it in, boys. I mean, he's quite literally the only player that could do that. So I can't rule it out. Yeah, well, Andrew Johns almost did it there too. So, yeah. oh, sorry, yeah. current player like Hayne, yeah, I know Hayne like, Thurston or Johns could have easily done it. As but well. I'd say yeah. like, yeah, you have to be that standout in this type of team. You can't be standout in a team that's going to come like fifteenth. Although you can, Johns did do that, but <laughs> but you know, Hayne did that several times. Yeah, yeah, but like they can't be too good. No, you can't <laughs> but, have yeah. teammates that are that good either. So yeah, yeah. maybe could happen. Yeah. Yeah, so it could happen. Uh, Matthew Duggan says the Titans either knock the Panthers out of the top four or knock them out in straight sets in the second week of the finals. I mean, that'd be pretty funny. It would be. I like it. Good, good, good one, Matthew. I like uh, it. That Titans team, yeah, it's they're def- oh, Everyone knows they're a one to watch now, but Tino and Fafita, we all know the fantastic signings. But I, I, I'm always wary of anointing someone before they achieve anything. Same. So I'll wait and see what happens and how it all plays out, but. I do enjoy like the Stags and Titans thing. I just laugh at that. It's like, oh yeah, they've still got a ten billion dollars in their salary cap. No, they don't. 
<laughs> they didn't spend like $2 million plus on two forwards to then be rolling in cash. Uh, Harvey G. Mitchell Pierce signs four years with the West. Four years with West. No. I don't like that. I don't like it. It's too many years, but I mean, one year deal? Maybe maybe wouldn't be the worst thing they ever did. The man with the most touched ride of a halfback in, in my inner lifetime. Finally, a club isn't just giving him a contract. <laughs> the Knights are putting pressure on him. Interested to see how he, if he bounces back this year or not. But I do like that then, you know, lower his contract value for future. They're not just throwing money at him now because, yeah, he's he's in his 30s and he's just never been the player people say he is. Yep. Big agree. Yeah. Uh, Harvey says again, Titans truly spent themselves as the number one Queensland club by finishing ninth again. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think, the, I think the cow. If I actually take a bet, Titans v Cowboys, who's going to finish higher? I wouldn't mind the odds on the Cowboys there. If I was getting decent odds, like two to one or something, I'd take Cowboys too. Yeah. yeah. Christian Gordon, he says, I personally would love to see the 17 blokes who were hurting in their last year to no longer be hurting and for more rad baby NRL team action, please. <laughs> is this something about the Raiders? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know what 17 it is. Seventeen blokes. <laughs> I've got um, eleven ships out there hurting. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, Dave, this is great. Dave, our good friend Dave. So I'd like to see more new new rules implemented hastily and without consultations. Thoughts on these <laughs> examples? Every infringement is a six again, even head-high tackles. If the player is concussed and cannot play the ball, the ball goes to the opposition team. Good. Not seeing any problems so far. Go on. That's good. Prop try score within five meters of the sideline are worth double. So Dave Taylor's coming That's back. That's actually not a bad saying. idea. That's a good one. Now, I've got to know, do they have to be wearing the 8 or 10 jersey? What are we defining prop by? Can you start a prop on the wing? Yes. Like, you know, if you just put Can him... you name Corey Oates a prop and then put him on the wing? Yeah. But I like it. Yeah. They have to get in the scales after they score. You have to be over 130 kilos yeah. or something. <laughs> and then uh, number three is a score reveal. One fair representative from each team predicts a scoreline before the game, but not the winner. These predictions are not revealed to anyone until after the game. If fair representing, representing your team correctly predicted the scoreline, your team gets a two points regardless of whether they won the match. <laughs> like Don't. <laughs> we need to delete this before Peter Volandis hears about it. <laughs> Mate, I'm just going to email it once and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. Could we, could, do, we know we, any, do we know They will make a Twitter telegraph? poll right now, close it after one minute, so it says 100% voted yes. And then at the NRL. Yes. Guys, I've got it. God. Yeah, let's do it. It's only slightly more stupid than two-point field goal. Yeah. Um, ben Wallace says, what's the over-under on how many articles we'll see a week about the expansion to Brisbane 2? Uh, in the national media, like in the, in the, in the kind of syndicated stuff, mm. I don't think we'll see as many down here, but there will be at least one wake up in the Curia Mail. Uh, I mean... The new bid, we we should have spoken about that on news actually. The new bid being um the Ipswich merging with the Brisbane Bombers, that feels like that just that kicks all the right boxes finally. It feels yeah. like it's gonna just piss it in. So yeah. Talk I don't some. know if, I don't know how much we're talking about they'll be talking about it from here, but mm. I think once the during footy season, if it was off season forever, it would come out every week. I don't think it'll come out every week during the season. Oh. Bert Andrews, at least choices, who could more competently recruit for and coach an NRL team? Anthony Hook Griffin, mm-hmm. Captain Hook, oh. or an actual Hook? <laughs> yeah. Well, Captain Hook was clearly good at recruitment. He was. Yeah, he wasn't very good with time management, though, because remember there was that crocodile that had this <laughs> clock in its stomach. It's a good point. 
Huh. I think Captain Hook wins this one. I, yep. Also, you've got to remember that like he he wouldn't have done very well against like players coming back to the NRL because his enemies were the Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, therefore, not very good with Sudanese players either. <laughs> but anyway, moving along. Point. <sighs> okay, I've thought about this a lot more than I thought I would. So Manny Manny McPee's uh, here with a long one. So I, I apologize for how much I'm going to screw this up, but here we go. I'd like to see my stupid fucking club jettisoned into the goddamn sun. I'd like to see Channel 9 go bust after it's discovered the CEO has been using the station as a money laundering operation for the human trafficking he's clearly into. <laughs> I'd like to see Nathan Brown and Gus Gould torn into pieces by a crocodile North Queensland so we can get the Warriors back. I'd really like to see public beheadings return as a form of entertainment with PVL first on the list. Basically, I want to see Rugby League survive the clusterfuck it has found itself in for the last 18 months or so. Well, uh, yeah, let's uh, take that as a comment. <laughs> I would just like to uh, to point out that the uh, opinions of our Patreons do not rec- do, do not align with the pa- the uh, opinions of the people. Uh, they merely reflect our opinions. They, they, <laughs> they represent them. They do not represent them. Yes, uh, we need one of the, We need one of those disclaimers, like the my pillow guy. The, the stuff about like documentary. listening to Channel Nine and rule changes is great. Like I know it's not the best example, but the netball one's funny too. They brought in, you know, that in a two point shot of netballs. Did everyone start watching it? No. I uh, a friend of mine wrote a really good article about that, just being like, "This is the dumbest thing in the whole world." It's just like everybody knows this. I don't know why it keeps happening. Just minute rule changes don't bring anyone in. Why? How can you not say to me in Channel Nine? Hey, have you tried new things with your broadcast? And new things on your broadcast, like new things new with things. our game. Yeah. Um, former players. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, so our good friend Jack Cronin still has kept Appy Karoi show. <laughs> Karoi show. Very good. That's his name. He says, "You can have the experience of performing one song live in front of a sold-out crowd as the person who sings it. Who are you, and what are you singing?" Okay, so you you're taking the body. Am I am yeah, I yeah. as good at singing? Yes, as you are as you good are as them. them. Okay, it's a good one. It's a great question. Uh, I mean, there's ones you know. Think back. Oh, I don't want to be Freddie Mercury doing that. You know, he's on stage business, not bad. But I don't want the whole. Actually, I only have to be in for a day or a song. That's all right. But uh, mine would be Kendrick Lamar, and I remember a couple of years ago when I saw him, and it was it was it Loyalty Live that really banged. I think so, but yeah, just uh, that was good. And I know smartphones are generally the bane of a live music experience, but that one or two songs where everyone has the the, the light on, that's not bad. Hmm. Boys, yeah, I'm thinking. This is a great question. I wish I'd read it in advance. Um, for something on my own speed, I'd obviously go with like. Damn it by Blink One Eight Two, but I think something that if you had like a packed arena of like a hundred thousand people and you wanted the energy that comes with it, I would have to go with Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. Oh, good shout! That's a good one. Um, Billy Jean, nice Super Bowl Twenty Seven, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I got I got another good one by the way. Uh, Under Pressure. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Being either Freddie Mercury or David Bowie. Mm. 
I wouldn't mind doing Nam Lincoln Park, you know, bring Chester back to life as well. Yeah, that'd be when cool. I'm, when I'm feeling angsty, scream a little. No, no love for Purple Rain. Yeah. No. That was a very good set. That was a very good set. Prince is, Prince is a fantastic artist or was a fantastic artist. God rest mm. his soul. And uh, Jack's next question. 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 <laughs> question. Would you rather sleep every night for the rest of your life with the light on or a party next door? And you're not party allowed next- to wear a, wear a mask or earplugs. Can so I have the TV on? Didn't, didn't stipulate that. Well, party then and I'll just have Netflix on. I mean, if, I can't, if that's cheating, if I can't have Netflix or anything to drown out the other sound, then light on. I've had many a party next door in my life, and I reckon I've only been disturbed by a few, very few of them. I can sleep with music next door. Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm definitely the party. The light for me, because I like I live next to a main road, and I wear a, a mask most nights. But a, like sleeping with like that's that's a form of torture. The yeah. US Army use at Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not doing the light one. Like, I have like those really bright halogens, like four mm. in the room, like that. It's not happening. It's just, it's like a hospital. And even I had nights um when I was in China with, with Anastasia, if you because obviously outside's always bright. Bright. If you mm. left like the curtains a little crack, you had a terrible night's sleep. It's and and it's like with when I've been in Asia, as you said, like. It's not like a little bit bright. It's like all of those like neon and LED lights outside. It's like the, there is advertising in your room. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely party for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Bungard, yours is easy. Netflix, right? So you're allowed to watch Netflix, but would you, would you change if it was if if you couldn't watch Netflix? Yes. If I had to be there in silence, I'd probably go with the party as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question. It's over on Twitter. Okay. It can't, first question there comes from Lambretta. He says, I don't know if I'm saying it right. He said, what most excites you about the upcoming season? Well, we kind of answered uh, what we want to see, but what excites you the most, I guess? Is it a bit different? Um, what excites me the most? I think um, maybe this is a bit of a cop-out, but I just think it is kind of the most open season we've had in a little while in terms of, I don't really know who's going to win the comp. Like it, it, it did feel in the last few years that it was either storm or roosters every year. Like I know Souths were up there and no Penrith had that run where they were pretty good, but it always just felt like it was going to be storm or roosters, storm or roosters, storm or roosters. It's been like that for quite a little while now. Uh, what, what do you go to go back to 2016 for the last team that wasn't the storm or the roosters winning a grand final. And even then one of them made the grand final as well. So just, Knowing that it probably won't be the storm of the roosters this year is is pretty exciting. Yeah, mine's the same. Pangite lock, <laughs> <laughs> pump baby. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing like to being able to go to the footy again, as opposed to yeah. like the the situation last year where you had to be a club member. Good answer. Um, I'm really looking forward to kind of the and also New South Wales Cup, like just being able to go to. Well, I- to to yeah. you know to small grounds and not necessarily for the all three blah 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 but like you know go to Henson Park or, or go Leichhardt to or whatever yeah Leichhardt yeah. and see your not team. for first grade by the way I want to be very clear not Leichhardt for first grade no, I no, go no. to Leichhardt when there's five hundred people there watching yeah his and I'm cup. reading it I'm reading the the paper and ticking off the screen <laughs> exactly telling the ref, and the ref can hear everything I'm yelling at yeah him. um yeah that's a great shot I realized yesterday oh sorry the other week I haven't been to a sporting event since the New Year's Test 2020 so it's been wow. 13 months since I've been to a sporting event. Jesus. It's crazy. Rough time. Rough time. I was thinking about it too, and I, I 
just this week or the week before, I was like, geez, I need to organize my like work pass again. I can like go, I can go to things like mm. I can't with the magic rounds. Like, oh, wow. I can book that, but I also need my, get my work pass sorted. I can start going to games again. Isn't that weird? Very strange. The real lack of events. Like we, we bitched about this earlier. It's been terrible for the last year. Like I, me and the mix is even like going like comedy shows and some of those are back too, which is good, but musicals, that kind of shit. I mean, I do anything. Yeah. And even though it kept coming back, it kept getting taken away. Okay, next question. Uh, David Harness says, which 2020 bottom four side will improve their ladder position the most? Uh, Who, what were the bottom four last year? Remind me. Dragons, Broncos, Bulldogs. Uh, well, the Broncos, yes. They were obviously last. <laughs> if, you didn't, if you missed the breaking news, they came last. Uh, Broncos, uh, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Manly. Oh, yeah, Dragons. Jeez, this- Weren't like dragons were. Equal. I I feel I like think, they were um, equal on points or something like that. You could make cases for Broncos, Bulldogs, or Cowboys, couldn't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say the Broncos because they're going from 16th. Mm. Like they have a lower floor. They have to. Yeah, they can jump seven spots and miss the finals. Yeah, I could see all three of these teams improving by at least four positions each. Mm. Yeah, that's 16 positions. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you. I think I can see some, some rise there. It's a tough one. If I put a gun to my head, I'd probably say the Cowboys because I reckon they're probably going to be about fifth or sixth. I think the Bulldogs will be flirting around eighth and so will the uh, Broncos maybe a little bit beyond behind yeah. them. So if you, if I had to say a team out of those three, I'd say the Cowboys. Manly, eh, I just think they're going to be more of the same. I mean, still, we were too high in them last year. Still a one-man team. And they burned us. They did. Okay, so David's getting one more question. He's getting... Well, yes, Israel Falao play in the NRL in 2021. No, no, there was just it was classic diversion tactics by mm. by the Dragons. But once Why it did came out, spell Falao wrong, by the way. Forever, like Isaac Luke, Robbie Farah, just forever. For the record, I don't care because like fuck him, and I don't care if you spell his name right. But why does everyone spell it F A L O U? I don't know. I didn't like the Falao the leader headline, like, by the way. And spelt wrong, it doesn't even it's not even phonetical. Still, it's still Falu. Yeah. That way. Mm. Like, uh, but yeah. like for the conditions for him to come back, well, the first thing he had to show all these contracts in the NRL, like all of his contract employment history, he was never doing that. Yeah. And like, he'd have to do that and he had to jump through all these hoops and it was only like a four to 500 K a year offer apparently anyway, jump through all these hoops that he just wouldn't do to not make that much bank either. Anyway, it's just not going to happen. It'll linger around. Like when, you know, the rumored Todd Carney returning around for like five years, Falao's return in a rolling ground for like three or four years, but he wasn't good in the Super League last year. Like, Callahan will let him leave. I, I, I did like how they were like, they the, the Dragons were like, we're worried about his tackling. Yeah. His tackling. <laughs> tackling the issues. Yeah. It's uh, tackling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question. Lambretta, he gets one more as well. He says, Have you been following the Super League saga? And he said, What do you think of the resignation of Robert Elstone? Good, excellent, fantastic, or too fucking late? Well, for it's me, too late. Probably like too a late. Question. Yeah, too, too late. late. Like yeah. damage of the off-season decisions were already made. It is the classic coward's way out now. He doesn't have to live with the the, the reper- repercussions of the decisions he made. Too late. Mm. Uh, and anyway, Sean Chan says rookie coaches bringing different playing styles. These things he wants to see. There you yeah. go. Tenacious Knights triumphant after, after turbulent season. Warriors able to play at home. And he says, what impact do you think 2020 reserve grade will have on the 2021 season? 
it's a it's a good point. It's the same kind of thing as um you see you well saw in a lot of sports um about a the bubble, but also b like at the end of the te- at the end of the season you had those teams kind of play their what the second string team um as like a thank you to these players, but like these guys have not had any real competition for the last like 12 months. Um, so I will be really interested to see how they go. I would really like to hear from friend of the pod NRL physio about the potential for increased soft, like soft tissue injuries going into this because they, because of the potential of like overworking themselves and not playing um, or doing more gym work and not playing. Um, but yeah, it, I'll be really interested to see how, how it really turns out this year. Okay. I just think they'll be rusty. I think there'll be like 18 or 19 blokes who are at the top level and then the rest of the 30 will be not spuds, but not far off. Well, for me, it's it's really killed my preseason hot takes. You know, from the man who brought you Harry Grant signing of the year last year and the year before Chancellor Hockstad signing of the year. I'm going, all right. I have none right now because I haven't been able, like I know there's some guys I rate and similar, but I, I've always liked watching reserve grade and I'm really short on hot piping takes. For, for breakout players. I think Brendan mm. Piakura is up there at Brisbane for mine, but I have to do a bit more research over the coming weeks. And they'll be like, I'll be watching 17 year olds from, you know, when they played two years ago and trying to predict if they'll break out. I think, I don't know if it'll have a big impact on the game last, like, as, as you said, like 2020 on field, but I think, I think it's going to have a bit of it, a impact of discourse around it. No one have any, any fucking clue about the young players that missed a year. Yeah. Uh, Tom Costigan, he says, where do the Dragons preseason rank in terms of worst preseasons of all time? Well, struggle to think of a worse one. Oh, I think South's 2015 preseason where they A, lost Sam Burgess to rugby and then B, had that incident in Arizona with John Sutton and Luke Burgess, which was mm. John Sutton getting stripped of the captaincy. It's probably worse. I mean, there are, there are some, you know, obvious... I mean, the, the dogs last year wasn't fantastic either. No, um, but like issues that compound and stories that compound, um, and kind of the reputation that the club's going into this season with, it's not fantastic. It's not a really good way to feel about going into this, going into this year as a Saints fan. Yeah, uh, for me, 2010 for Brisbane was pretty rough. <laughs> Mm. The whole English saga and missing out, but yeah, I think the one you mentioned with Burgess is is pretty tough to beat. But the Dragons are taking a goddamn whopping this off season, and a lot, of, so much of it is self inflicted. Yeah, so much of it. But yeah. hey, what can you do? Just okay. keep posting through it, lads. <laughs> uh, next question. Let's go. Oh, Jason Oliver says Nathan Brown becoming an elite coach. Elite coach would be good, apparently. Well, he is a Warriors <laughs> fan. Too. Yeah, I know. That's it. A bit of bit of self interest, mate. Stick to your beliefs, Jason. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't like Brownie two, uh, three months ago. You don't like him now. Stick to him. Uh, here we go. The Steve eighty nine says Billy Slater come out of retirement and play one season for the Titans with Ken Smith. I refuse to read the rest of that question. <laughs> <laughs> but. I mean, Billy was applying to be the Queensland coach. That certainly would be something different to go from trying to coach Queensland to Billy Slater was trying to be the Queensland coach. Yeah, and he was like one of two candidates at the end. Him and um, him and Paul Green it would have been bad for Green to lose out to a thirty-seven-year-old Billy Slater. But yeah, wow, there was very little, co- no head coaching experience. Yeah, I don't even know if that. 
Let's just run, it. just go, just run up and back. That's it. Just run up and back. <clears throat> a couple more. Ryan Watson says, Watson at 998, Watson, his last name, whatever. Watching the retro games on Fox and they reference the players' jobs and a short on screen synopsis of them after a try. If players were still required to have a full time job in today's world, what are some lucky jobs for the current crop? And you can't use a counter in Kent Smith. Okay. I mean, there's about a million brickies there. There's a lot yeah, of brickies. There's a lot of laborers. <laughs> there's a lot of bad social media marketing managers, a lot of average ones, a few a few baristas. Um, His Daily one, Cherry Evans operates a lighthouse. Oh, is he not? Oh, that's a good one. But is he not like a hedge fund guy? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, Payne Haas is a drill sergeant because he loves yelling at cops. Payne Haas is a prisoner. <laughs> that's not a that's not a, that's not an occupation. Yeah, oh, it is. I mean, it's what he put on his it's what he put on his tax return. Yeah. Uh, um, um, James Tarmour runs a chain of F forty fives. Does he? I don't hate that. I don't um, hate that. James Tarmel does a Easter Island statue impressions. He also sits, true. He paints himself grey and he sits in circular key. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Russell Packer goes full time on his kombucha business. It's not where I thought you were yeah. going with that. Has no, he been, he's kind of been it. more full time kombucha than he has in rugby league player the last couple yeah. of years. So, I mean, yeah. That's it. Uh, let's toss it up. Um, Josh Reynolds becomes that guy from Happy Gilmore who got paid to follow Happy Gilmore around and heckle him. <laughs> Isn't he just a terrible, like a, a personal trainer? The guy you see that down at the park screaming at like four women. It's like, dude, calm yeah. down. Yeah, it's <laughs> not bad. Like just yeah, always um, yeah, last run as hard as your first. Fast guy becomes uh, a postie, but he just wears <laughs> the mail. He doesn't but have you, a bike. You, you try to catch him just putting the "we tried to deliver this package" yeah. slip in your mailbox, but you can't catch him. It's a, what, he's what, so did Muhammad, fast. what did Muhammad Ali say? I'm so fast, I turn out the light. I'm a, I'm in bed before it's dark. He he ding dongs your doorbell. He you and he's already put the slip in, and he's next door. <laughs> uh, who else? Corey Oates, professional paperweight. That, that's a thick boy. He's thick. <laughs> he's a thick boy. Um, Matt Dufty, professional paper. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I feel like Ben Hunt... Dufty, mate. They'd use him at the golf again. You could get him in a package deal with Josh Reynolds. You can get the winds. You throw him in the air. You're like, yeah. I feel like Ben <laughs> Ben Hunt would be like Gil from The Simpsons. So he just keeps trying to get into different businesses, and just nothing goes right. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Definitely Gil. Definitely not a bar. He, he's he's definitely not a barman. Poor Schooner carries that bloke. <laughs> oh, that was a good question. Any more? Very good. Uh, Adam Reynolds is a surgeon, but he just like he kicks all the kicks all the scalpels and stuff instead of using his hands. He's a surgeon who works on his own body. Yeah, no, he wasn't needed. It. Very good. <laughs> How do you operate on your own hamstrings? It's a great question. <laughs> do you operate on hamstrings? I thought you just waited for them to get better. Just, well, Doc Reynolds rub, will find out. <laughs> you just rub them with some hot oil. I don't Doc know. Reynolds is a good name too. Doc Reynolds, it is. That was a good question. More of those people. Who was that? Uh, that was Ryan Watson. Good question, Ryan. Proud of you. You well can done, have mate. our stack, a sticker for question of the week, like a gold star. Right, yeah. We're doing that from now on. <laughs> question of the week goes to Ryan. Well done. They, they get a gold star, do they? What do they get? It gets a sticker. Yeah. Okay, they get a sticker. We're, we're going to have to get a chart. We, oh, God, we should start to film the videos with a terrible chart drawn behind us, like like school. Okay, good. <laughs> Ryan Watson's got a gold star. Uh Next question. Every and every time Jack Cronin sasses you about, about that play them final, 
he take gets one a, away. Yeah, we take a star away. Yeah, yep. get negative stars. That's the only way he's going to learn. <laughs> uh, we'll make this next one uh, maybe the last one. K Rob twenty twenty says he'd like fifteen minutes from Mitch of my Danny Levi is going to take the Broncos to the moon. You get one minute. No, I don't want it, but it's just it is a funny thing. <laughs> um, if one of those guys, like he, he's he's done, but I can't quit Danny Levi. So like, I'm kind of pro, you know, if he's going to play 20 minutes, let's see what he can do. But he's totally one of those guys that like, if he plays Queensland Cup, he's going to murder Queensland Cup, but he just hasn't got it for first grade. We've seen it enough. And, you know, one of the big things about playing first grade and the big gap between those two levels, like the ability to pass 15 metres out in front of someone rather than pass 10 metres out in front of someone. And he can't do that. And that's been proven. So, yeah. Whilst he has some good games when he, when he can get the team running and he can dart around dummy half, he can't do the thing where you've got to pass to the guy. You know, mm. the main part of it. The I passing mean, that is, bit. Yeah. 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 And there we go. Oh, and actually one more submission from Skull. Under skill underscore hello. This I hope it's not guy. skull. No, he says see just he's just quote tweeted Nick Campton, but I do like this one. He said CS Oliola is a mentor Nick Kyrgios has needed his entire career. Mate, I like it. I like the um, uh, I, like, I do like question? Nick Kyrgios, the bad boy of Canberra. <laughs> Fair enough. Um Okay. Great. Um Bunga, did you put on your uh, traditional Nick Kyrgios win the Australian Open bet this year? I didn't do it this year. His, probably, his, well. his odds probably haven't moved much yet, to be fair. Like, um, usually from doing this every fucking year, <laughs> his odds don't move much between bashing up a couple of people in the first two rounds and when he loses to like the first good player he plays in round three. <laughs> so so you value losses. So he's, playing so he Dominic, might, he's playing Dominic team in round three too. <laughs> uh, we might... Um, we might still be able to get some value there. I'm going to pull it up right now. This is a great radio. He's Thirty-four dollars. Um, oh, thank what? you. I mean, that's probably he wouldn't have been much more than that at the start. Yeah, Demonar's fifty-one, but it's oh, like well, it's classic Djokovic. God, where's um, anybody that shits on Novak Djokovic is a friend well, of mine. Here's the thing, right? It's like uh, Novak's two twenty-five. Dan Daniel Medvedev is second. Who is yep. that? He's a he's a he's a former Russian premier. Oh, my, okay, good. Love my guy Rafa, but he ain't winning it this year. People don't no. know he's managing. He he can't serve. So ah, that seems. I don't know much about tennis, but that seems like it it's, might inhibit you from winning. He's got mm-hmm. a yeah, he's got a back injury that he's like, you know, not serving his full power. And obviously, when he gets towards the end, he'll probably serve more more of his full power. But he's got injury issues, and it's like considering he plays physical like usual, it, it's not a great thing to that that he <laughs> that he can't you know serve to his full capabilities. So. Yeah, fair enough. Um, like Djokovic probably walks in another Australia Open. So who goes? He'll get booed. That'd be cool. Someone um, throws rocks at him. Okay, like, I, I and I, obviously I've been curious guy since day one, and you guys have too. But my yeah. God, it's 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 genuinely great to see the punters really getting around him, and also how upset tennis nerds get. So I, I just had like the tennis Reddit like Matt, Australian Open day three thread open like on my computer yesterday while I was watching Kyrgios just to laugh at like. The nerds who watch tennis all first of all, imagine being invested in like the Cincinnati Masters or the If Frank it's not Bird your Open, job and you watch more than the starters, four slams, like yeah, get the look fuck at, what out are you doing? Face. Exactly. But um it's just really funny to see a healthy mix of like all these weird losers who watch tennis or you being like, Oh, I feel bad for Hugo Humbert, and then just Aussies being like, Fuck this boring prick. Why does he do nothing but serve aces? And like, he does other things too. Like, no, he doesn't. No. He just stands there with his fucking Michael Sarah looking haircut, hitting aces. It's boring. All right. You I'm not about get, it. You cannot get upset at um you cannot get upset at blow ins. Liking Kyrgios. Yeah. 
Like you can't get to them, but also you you follow tennis. It is built around blow-ins. It has four the opens. That's yep. it. Without okay. the blow-ins are the bedrock of this sport. Yeah. If there I were no like- blow-ins for the majors, no one would give a shit. So yeah. the best compare I I re- someone compared him to Happy Gilmore yesterday, and I love that. Yeah. The fun part about being a blow-in is that you can come in every now and then, and there's like you know there's always those tennis players that play the full circuit, and you're like yeah yeah. Who's the seventh best player in the world? It's yeah, like, no. The best part is I like. So I, I did drop. I I wrote one comment in that thread yesterday, and I got like a bunch of upvotes from Australians. I was just like, why is the, why why are a bunch of people instead crying that a boring serve robot lost and literally the most inter- interesting bloke on the tour won? And I got like five replies from tennis nerds. Like, uh, actually, he plays some really good shots. You must not have watched very closely. And I'm like, yeah, uh, actually, I his didn't. his baseline forehand is great. Yeah, and I was like, Shut I up. didn't reply to any of them, but I'm like, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't. I didn't watch it very closely. Yeah, and you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open this again next time Curios plays. Exactly. I'll be... Between now and then, I'm not going to think about it. <laughs> I will not think about tennis at all between those two in Agreed. between those two events. And if he loses, I won't think about tennis again until he's at Wimbledon. Is Wimbledon the next one or is it the other one? The French Who knows? one? I don't know. Who gives a shit? Exactly. They, don't play on, they play on clay. Grow up. Uh, actually, it's not clay. It's uh, it's a concrete base with uh, dust over the top. Well, of it. Are you well, being the... a prick or is it actually not? It's not actually... really clay. Oh, <laughs> See, the tough part about being a um, a, a long term Rafa Nadal fan is I have to act like I care about the clay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, big fan of clay. It's a real the clay is horseshit. It's such a joke. It's, it's a just skill love clay. Game. It's a, that's it's like saying that like that's like if there was a guy who was as good as Messi and Ronaldo, but he was only good at beach soccer. Yeah. He's like the best player in the world. Give me a fucking break. It's like the the guy who's the messy of like futsal. You're like, yeah. okay, cool. Now run more than five yards. Yeah. Get out of here, Clay. You know who's the mess of messy of futsal is messy. Okay. Uh, probably Actually, it's not a bad shout. <laughs> Look, yeah, if know. I can make a pot out of it, you can't play tennis on it. The end. You can't make a grass pot? I don't think so. Hmm. You made a hard court pot of certain. You can make that. a concrete pot. <laughs> that didn't work out well. Anyway, this has been uh, this has been textile boom rookies. <laughs> textile boom rookies. The point is, Nick Kyrgios rules. Tennis without him would be boring, and no one would care. It's one of those sports like golf, right? It's just like, um, like old people, like young people don't care about these sports anymore. You need points of difference to make yeah. people care. Tiger Woods captivated a generation of young people because he was cool and because like. He made golf cool. Without Tiger Woods, do you th- I don't know if golf is in as strong a position globally as it is it's now. It's not in the Olympics, I'll tell you that much. Prob- is it in the Olympics? Yep. Really? Yep. So that's how much he paid into the golf. Oh, exactly. exactly. Yeah, but, oh, in the but Olympics. Mate, round four of the Masters when Adam Scott's on the back nine. You better believe I'm tuning in. <laughs> but uh, I'm smashing yeah. that Fox 506 or whatever but, it is yeah, but the, the fe- 12 in the morning before the, I work. The Phoenix Open in August? Nah. <laughs> no, <laughs> thanks. That's it, man. Like... As you said, that this sport needs him. But if he wasn't around, I would never. I used to pay attention to tennis a lot. If he wasn't around, I would never pay attention now. There's tennis on right now. I don't like other Australians have played today. I've watched zero seconds of it. Oh, Ash Barty, D- Demonor, Kokonakis. Like, great. Who cares? Like, not me. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Demon, we better start running it, running it. Uh, good old uh, Joe COVID over there. Well, then we'll get on board, mate. Exactly. I don't know. I don't like the the dude he played was the third most talked about person on the court yesterday because the umpire was second. <laughs> um, a lot, a lot of perverts oh, on social media were. That's fine. <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Who knew? Oh, Dear me. Yeah, she she uh, she did all right. She handled him pretty well. Just sort of let him get his tantrums out. Yeah, I mean that's always a good way to go with uh, with a child. You know, just got <laughs> to let him cry himself to sleep. Our large tennis playing child. And with that, we're out of here. Uh, we we got through one and 
four fifths of podcast without diverting into another sport. I think that's a new record for us. That yeah, might be well a new done. record, actually. Well <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the point is Nick Kyrgios on the wing for the Raiders wouldn't say no to it. No, no. Well, they're well, they're down a a, a well uh, quaffed ethnic gent. So good point. Good point. Can uh, can put him out there. Yep. It, what's his what's his vertical line? Name Nick as well. Yeah, so, very true. At least most of the uh, almost everyone's getting behind Kyrgios now, though. Yeah, Love that's it. great. Good it's to really see. Great. The bad yeah. boy of Canberra. Uh, of everything that happened, like he since the bushfires and pretty much onwards, his public opinion has just pivoted so much. Like even after Novak came out and said to me the other week, if that was a previous year, all the Facebook comments from any news website in Australia would have been like, "Oh, Novak's right. This little brat's got to grow up." Blah blah blah. This year, no people are like tell this prick to shut up. Mm. We love you, Nick. We're behind you. I was like, oh, that's nice. Okay. Nice surprise. Yeah. Yes, very true. All right. Um, well, we're going to get out of here. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, give us five stars on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Tell your friends to listen. And if you want to support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash NRO Boom Rookies. And with that, say goodbye, Dale. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. <laughs> it's goodbye from me.